0: In the beginning, your every thought
1: Good morning, Mechanicsville. How you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis. Yes, this is a brand new day God has made for you and for me to rejoice and to be exceedingly glad in. I tell you, I just give God thanks for this wonderful day. It's Friday morning. Yes, it's Friday morning. He's been keeping us all week long. It's Friday. It's Friday. Good morning, Mechanicsville how you doing this morning good morning baltimore maryland good morning washington dc london england we tip our hats to you this morning and give god thanks and praise for you yes we do yes good morning san jose california good morning mountain view california yes Sewell, new jersey we take our hats off to you as well and thank god for you this morning good morning mechanicsville hope and serenity we give God thanks for you this morning good morning to you Marianne Rappay from out of South Africa. Crazy love. Yes, it is. Crazy love. God's love for you and for me. Yeah, it begs our understanding. goes beyond that comprehension. Crazy love. Good morning. good morning Denmark how you doing today yes good morning Canada yes all of our listeners there in Australia and Germany and Ghana we give God thanks and praise for you this morning might be afternoon by the time you hear this if you're listening to it live but if you're doing a recording then it might be good morning to you but whatever it is we just give out give thanks and praise for you being with us today yes good morning to you good morning to you Crazy love, crazy love. Yes, we have been uh, just sharing for the last few weeks. I mean, when you get on to uh, just beginning to look at Christ himself and who he is and what he taught, uh, it's radical. It is radical. And uh, I tell you, real Christianity is radical, too. And, you know, uh, when you and I embrace who Christ is and what God has done for each and every single one of us, Uh, You become radical as well. And I tell you, I thank God that we don't have to live our lives in a predetermined box that people may put us in. Uh, But rather, we can really enjoy the uniqueness of who we are, who God has made us to be. And we really can appreciate each other and we can really see the glory of God in each other. I mean, if the heavens and the earth declare the glory of God, uh, should not your life, should not my life also declare his glory? In, in fact, there is a glory that is <laughs> in you and there is a glory that is in me it is just profound. Uh, Peter, not Peter, but Paul, one of the apostles, when he was uh, speaking of and talking about a new body that uh, we'll have at some point. He said, now look, he said, there is one glory of the sun, and there's another glory of the moon. In other other words, the sun has its own glory because of just the uniqueness of what it is. There's only one sun. There are not a number of suns that are out there. And uh, there is this one moon, and the moon is different from the sun. The sun is not the moon. The moon is not the sun. (laughs) They're two different uh, uh, creations. They're two different items. And the same is true concerning you and me, that that uh, there is a glory that you have that I don't have. There is a glory that we can share in common in the sense that we are made in the image and the likeness of God. But then there is a peculiar slant on that glory that you possess that nobody else possesses. Mm hmm. And the same is true for me and the same is true for every person. And it is amazing how uh, we can be caught up into so many other different issues and things that we lose sight of just how wonderful each of us are, you know, just how peculiar each one of us is and just the, the magnificent glory that you have, God has assigned to you, God has given to you. Yes, (laughs) a measure of glory that makes you different and distinct from somebody else. Yes, and so we just give God thanks and praise. You declare the glory of God in you. Yes, as you move about today, as you celebrate Friday, as you celebrate this magnificent 24 hours uh, that you have, that you are living life and that life is Flowing through you, and that you're able to enjoy life, able to enjoy uh, everything all around you, that you are not tied down and boxed in by situations and circumstance, that you live far above all of that. And this is this glory that you have, and the glory that I have. And I tell you, I'm just thankful for that. And those are things that you and I uh, need to remind ourselves of, and we need to remind one another about. And that is this glory that. you declare the glory of God. You are the pinnacle of his creation. Uh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. The angels themselves marvel over what God is doing in you. Yes, He. they are. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, and the same will happen for you as well as you marvel and begin to see what God is doing in your life and in my life. And, you know, we had said that again, that uh, what Jesus reveals and what he says and how he says it—it's uh, uh, not just run-of-the-mill teaching. It's just not normal. It—it it, is—it is fantastic. It is radical. It is—it'll it, blow your mind. It, it'll do for you what it did for everybody else that heard him. He, they were shocked. They were amazed at uh, at his teaching. Yes, they, they were just dumbfounded yeah, the religious rulers of his time, they wanted to shut him up. They wanted to get rid of him because he was at a level in a place that they could never be at. And people were falling after him left and right. And they were really beginning to get a little bit jealous of Jesus that, uh, here was this carpenter's son. Here was this unlearned man. They thought, uh, and people were just flocking after him because he had this miraculous power, Uh, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. He was doing some extraordinary things that no one had ever seen before. It had never happened like this from all of creation. But it was happening now when Jesus was the pinnacle of it. And they didn't like that at all. They didn't like that at all. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, he was radical. He was radical. I hope you're taking some time and just uh, investigating for yourself uh, Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to just be listening to what somebody else has said or teaches about. I want to know for myself. I want to know for myself. I want to know. And so uh, spending the time, taking the time to learn and to go through and to look at this for myself, because after all, I wanted to know what was true. I didn't want to rely on somebody else's thoughts, Uh, somebody else's opinion. I wanted to find out for myself. And I hope you have that same mindset that you don't even want to take it from me, but you want to find out for yourself. You hear Don talking about Jesus being radical and this kind of stuff. uh, How did he come to that conclusion? You, You might come to a different conclusion. So I encourage you and I invite you find out for yourself. Uh, we live in a time where there are all kinds of translations of the Bible and whatnot. Uh, and so grab one that fits your fancy. Grab one that you can read and comprehend and understand that is easier for you to grab hold of. And in your searching and looking, ask the Lord to give you some understanding. I tell you, he desires that to happen. I'm looking here at, again in John 17. You know, we, we are just kind of going down the part of his prayer to his father. He's talking to his dad. And uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. He he He's talking about you and me and part of this. He's talking about the whole world and another part of it. And uh, I, I just, I mean, it's amazing. He says that they all may be one, verse 21, as thou, Father, art in me. And I and thee. He's, he's asking for a tremendous radical thing for you and for me. Yeah, that, that the same kind of unity and oneness that he shared with his father, Uh, that uh, you and I might experience that same thing, that this might be the kind of life that you and I have. And um, this is an amazing thing that I read this and discover this is God's will for me, this is God's desire for me, uh, this is his prayer request, so to speak. Yeah, that uh, you and I might uh, have this same unity, this same relationship that he and his Father had, you know, that, and, you know, I think I mentioned this yesterday, and that, to me, uh, encourages me to find out, well, what was it? I mean, if he's desiring something for me, that's the same as what he had. I want to find out what he had, so I'll know what it is that he desires for me. <clears throat> hmm Yes, I-, I know he had a whole different mindset concerning everything that was happening all around him. He wasn't terrified. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't fearful. He wasn't anxious. Uh, He knew exactly what uh, his uh, destiny was. He knew exactly what the process was. He knew what his purpose was. Uh, He knew exactly how it was going to unfold as it was unfolding. Uh, He knew the work of his father. He knew when his father was leading him and guiding him. He knew all of that. There was a time when the people, because of his miraculous doings and whatnot, turning rocks into bread, they said, hey, we never get hungry again as long as this guy's around. Let's make him king. Let's put him in charge. And they wanted to horse him up. They wanted to make him in charge. And he wouldn't have anything to do with that because that was not his purpose. That was not his reason for being here. And he resisted that and would not fall for that, would not allow that to happen. And there was a time we read two or three days ago when they wanted to kill him after he had opened up the word of God and had preached and had said, look, this day is this scripture that Isaiah prophesied about. This day is being fulfilled in your ears. And he went on to explain and he went on and to share more and more. And it went from them loving him to them hating him them being filled with wrath, such wrath that they wanted to kill him, drove him out of the synagogue, rushed him out of the church, so to speak, and took him to the cliff of the city. And they were ready to throw his butt over. They were ready to kill him. They were ready to get rid of him because of what he had said. I mean, it was something they had never heard before, but it stirred up anger and wrath on the inside of them. It, it was the fact that this gospel was just not confined just to the Jewish people, but it was beyond that. And even the old Testament times that, uh, there were instances where God showed his mercy and love towards non-Jews. And he illustrated that and he pointed that out. Uh, and, and they didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that. And so, uh, It's radical, but I would encourage you to look for it for yourself, to study for yourself. Don't take my word for it and don't take anybody else's word for it. You take the word of God for yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he says, in the glory which thou gavest me, verse 22, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. Yes, this glory that he had as the only begotten son of God, he has given that to you and to me. He has made that available to every single one of us. That's why it was such a radical thing when he was talking to uh, Nicodemus uh, early on in John chapter 3 about the fact that he had to be born again, something radical and drastic had to happen to him. Otherwise, uh, Nicodemus would not be able to comprehend or see the kingdom of God. You remember what we had said about uh, him being just so different that Nicodemus wanted to find out. They had concluded that God was with him, but they couldn't go any further than that. And Jesus was saying, look, you've got to be born again. And this is a part of what happens that when this happens to you and to me, any person, any man, any boy, any girl, any woman, anybody, it doesn't make any difference where they at. That's why this good news transits. Trans- uh, it goes beyond just the racial uh, parts of us divides and that sort of thing even the culture it doesn't make any difference the whole wide world the whole wide world to god and and this glory that he had he has given that to you and to me yes this is what makes this so vastly different is that jesus uh gives way his glory to you and to me to every single one of us that are born of the spirit of god this, this is this what happens when you and i uh come out of this dark place that sin has placed us in, and we begin to see this great light, this marvelous light. (laughs) Yes, uh, part of what has happened to us is that this glory which Jesus had, he has given that to us, and it has purpose. It has purpose behind it. The reason why uh, you and I have this glory is that we might be one, even as he and his Father are one. That's what is needed. I like this. It means that you can't teach unity. You can't preach it. You can't force someone. You can't make somebody uh, to agree with you, to be one with you. No, that's not how that happens. This unity and this oneness takes us to a whole different plateau, It takes us to a whole different level altogether, different. (laughs) Yes, the unity and the oneness that he and his father had uh, is now making you and me one. Yes, it does. The life of Christ the real glory of Jesus Christ himself in your heart and my heart, it, 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 naturally makes us one. Yes. With the father and with Christ and with one another. Mm-hmm. And he says that when this happens, that the, the world will know that, uh, that the Lord loves them, that God loves them. It takes more than just, uh, proclaiming a message it takes the spirit of God doing a miraculous thing in the hearts of people to make this happen. Yes. That's why even after he had resurrected from the dead and had met with his disciples and they knew they touched and saw that he was for real, that he actually was alive forevermore. He told them, don't go and tell nobody nothing until you receive power from on high. Go to the upper room and wait. Mm, Don't tell nobody. (laughs) Yes, but wait, wait until this power, this endowment has happened for you and for me. He told him, wait until this power from on heaven is able to do that. Because Jesus is the one, God is the one that's able to make this new birth happen to take place. But I tell you, I just give God thanks that we're discovering more and more just how much God really loves us and cares for us, is concerned about each and every single one of us. And there are some profound truths for you and I, too. <clears throat> Uh, to grab hold of, to hold on to. Uh, the fact that God is more interested in just you uh, having your sins dealt with and taken care of. He He wants that to happen. There's no question about that. Uh, but he desires for you and for me to experience life at a level that you and I never thought was possible. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He wants you and I to relate to him in ways that we have never related to him before. Yes, to to me, this is absolutely powerful. I know it has been life changing for me uh, as I've been going along, but even more so in the last uh, recent years is for me, for me personally, uh, to know and to discover that God desires for me to see him, to relate to him, to respond to him, to react to him, uh, in a way I had never really done before, yes, mhm-, that's his desire his desire is that for me so when i when I think about God's will for me uh, it, it is it is a lot broader and a lot richer uh than I could have ever imagined. I could have stopped that saying, well, you know I think it's God's will for me to be uh uh pastor at at christ church or I, I believe it's God's will for me to to be a preacher, to be a teacher, that sort of thing. I, you know, I think it's God's will for me to be a husband, to be a father, uh, that kind of thing, because that's what is happening to me. It has happened to me over these uh, many years, and I can try to be the best preacher, the best teacher, the best father, the best husband that I can be in that sort of thing. And and that's fine and good. And I'm not saying that's not His will, but I'm saying there is one that even goes way beyond that, and that is this: that God wants me. <laughs> to know that he's my daddy and that he is my father. He he wants me to walk in this relationship with him where I can call him pops, uh, where I can call him daddy, uh, where I can call him dad, where I go beyond just him being God almighty because he is that. There's no question about that. I can go beyond the fact that he desires for me to be a husband to be a preacher and a pastor and all that uh, because that that's there that's no problem with that there's no question with that but but when when i begin to find i know he wants me to go beyond that he wants me at a place where i begin to see him as father yeah and, and the bible says that the spirit of christ in us cries out abba father and and in that Abba (laughs) connected with father means he's saying, dad, he's saying, don't, don't, don't stay at a formalized way of addressing me. Don't be so confined and constricted and so formal about the way you see me. No, let's get informal. Let's get relaxed. Let's be at ease. Let's be at a place where you call me dad where you call me daddy yeah where you call me uh pops that's how my son addressed me he knows i'm i'm uh pastor curtis he knows that i'm this and that i have that title that title i have that job this job that responsibility this responsibility he knows all that but when he and i talk uh when we and i when he and i relate to each other when he relates to me He says pops. Yeah, I was talking to him yesterday, a couple of days ago. His birthday was a couple of days ago, and I called him. We chatted for a little bit, and he called me pops. Mm-hmm. I felt good about that, <laughs> that after all these years, he still refers to me as pops. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have other kids. They refer to me other ways. Dad mm Daddy. Mm-hmm. It's special. It's unique. And, and i'm I'm learning that's that's what God desires for me and for you. He desires for us to have that kind of relationship with Him, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, and these are things that we've got to slow down and to spend some time thinking about, otherwise we'll live our lives through and and we won't have the pleasure nor the great opportunity and blessedness of being able to see God that way, and we'll just stay locked up in some little theological box some little man-made tradition about how we ought to see God, how we ought to dress God. And we become so formal in our attitudes towards him over time that we really miss the joy of being able to see God as your father. And I know one thing that is true about this place of relationship that God desires for each and every single one of us that it'll make some other folk uncomfortable. Yeah, they might not be able to understand that. In fact, they might even think that you're kind of crazy, that you would even think about addressing God that way or, or, or talking to God like that. Who do you think you are? That, that was what got Jesus in the trouble that he was in, making himself to be the son of God, relating to God that way. And I tell you, the same thing will happen today for anyone that may want to be that familiar, so to speak, with God, want to enter into this relationship. But, you know, have no fear. This is what he desires for you. And I tell you, after time, you you'll want to desire that as well. That's where I'm at in my relationship with him. I'm desiring to to know that more and to live it more. Yes. And one of the apostles, I think it might've been Paul said, beloved, behold, what manner of love that God has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. And when I read that, I say, you know, something God desires for me to see him as, as my father, as my dad, as daddy now, and it does not yet appear what I shall be, what I shall be seems to be greater than what it can be right now. And so I don't want to miss out on what is possible now with my focus too far on the future that I miss out on the present right here, right now. I want it right now. And after all, if Jesus has died so that I might be able to experience this, I I want, if he paid the price, I want everything he's paid for, everything that he has locked up for me, Everything that he has provided for me, everything that's in my inheritance, that's in Christ, that's available to me right now. I, I want it right now. I don't want to because of my ignorance, my stubbornness or because I believe somebody else's lie because somebody else is misinformed. I'm going to be misinformed by their misinformed teaching. I don't want that to stop me from being able to joy the fullness of life that Jesus said he came to give to me and to whosoever will. I don't want you to stop me. In fact, you're not going to stop me. Nobody's going to stop me because I thank God by his grace and mercies that he's given me this mindset that I, I want it. I want it. <laughs> yes, yes. And as a man thinking in his heart so is he. if you have this desire in you, <clears throat> it's going to happen. He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be full. And I tell you, I think this is the righteousness of God that he desires that you and I might have this same desire that he has for us. That we want this, we want this, we want this, we want it, we want it, we want it, we want this glory, we want to experience the glory of Jesus Christ in us, we want to experience this unique glory that you and I manifest because God has made us in His image, His likeness. And after all, aren't you the handiwork, the workmanship of God Himself uh, created in Christ Jesus? Yes, you are, and yes, I am. You are special. You're God's special project. You're God's special masterpiece. He's been busy for several years, molding and shaping you. And yes, you are. You you are part of his wonder. Yes, angels are wondering. They are just blown away by you, mm-hmm. by your uniqueness, by the way God is designing you, the way God is molding you, the way God is shaping you. You don't have to be like anybody else. You just be you. <clears throat> Yes, as you relate to God as father, you relate to him as pops, as daddy. I don't know what he might birth in your heart when all this coldness is shattered, when all this religiosity is done away with. And there's nothing anymore between you and God and your mentality and your mindset that there's no particular phraseology you have to use in order to approach God. There's no particular order in prayer you have to use in order to get his attention. But you realize and know that he has you on his mind all the time. That he knows your thoughts are far off. Yes, yes, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. You begin to appreciate the fact that you display the glory of God. That's a great thought for you and I to end with uh, on this weekend. Began this weekend that you are a manifestation of the glory of God. Yes, just like the sun, just like the moon, just like the stars, just like everything else that he has created. It has his signature on it, it has his fingerprints all over it. And the same is true about you. God's fingerprints all over you. He's molding you and shaping you in the very image of his son, Jesus Christ, making you unique and distinct, making you different from everybody else. And you ought to take a great joy fact that God is at work in you yes he is yes he is yes he is yes he is that you might shine forth that the glory of God that's in you might finally break through (laughs) yes that the glory of God that's in you might break through the same glory that Jesus Christ had with his father is yours yes it is it's mine Mm -hmm. yes yes it's rich it's marvelous. It's super califragilistic, It's super fantabulous. And I tell you, there are times when words just cannot describe it at all. It's just out of this world. Crazy love. Yes, this is what God is doing in your life and my life. As you and I grab hold of this crazy love. It'll make you peculiar, make you different. Yes. Love on your dad all week long today. Yeah, your earthly dad, if he's still around, and your heavenly dad, your. Father that art in heaven, hallowed be his name, yes. Because of Christ, he's not only in heaven, but he's in you as well. Crazy love, pursuing you every single day. Yeah, I like this crazy love. It never fails. Love never fails. Not a guy paid love. you guys have a great weekend we'll see y'all again on Monday morning yes crazy love walking it all week long yes yes